This is episode 764 for November 2022. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is a cover of the Spider-Man theme song, and it's by the Neil Maya Quartet. Uh, you can check them out at uh, Neil Maya Music on YouTube. Nice little rendition. I love the saxophone in that uh, quartet. Very cool. Before we get to our episode, I want to thank people that support this episode uh, and our podcast and our website. They log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. And uh, this particular episode, they got about a month early. So that's one of the very uh, exclusive perks that you get. Uh, early access to the latest review episodes on Patreon. Also, they get exclusive episodes where we review often 20-plus books of Spider satellites, like the new Dan Slot book. Uh, we've got Spider... What do we got? we got Spider-Gwen. Uh, we had the Spider-Verse, uh, where they were introduced like a dozen... Uh, new characters that were reviewed on that latest episode. Again, we don't release that one to the public. That one goes straight to Patreon. And I think that's worth the price of admission alone. You also get swag, t-shirts, stickers, coffee mugs, uh, and a Patreon uh, Discord server. So you can chat with fellow Patreon members about um, Spider-Man, etc. So, check it out. Patreon.com slash crawlspace. And you can help support the site and get some very cool perks. All right, on with the latest ASM reviews. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our ASM review show. Let's introduce the panel. We've got a reviewer of ASM, Amazing Spider-Man on the front page. We've got Dark Paul, evidently, in the house. So what's up, Dark Paul? Not too much. How's it going? I haven't seen you forever, man. What's going on? Well, I've been been, been busy lately. Uh, getting new school, getting new classes all taken care of. But yeah. uh, are you the cool back. teacher? Are you the spider geek teacher? Are you the 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 one the kids hang out with? Are you mean? Oh, I'm not the one <laughs> the kids hang out with. I'm too That's old. That's what I am too. Teenager yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I do have we, something to add uh, to yes, a sir. podcast. A couple of uh, podcasts to go. Yeah. The uh, 900 issue with uh, the library uh, book return. Right. Um, they had a book in there, Dr. Falsus, and uh, Peter said he couldn't remember checking that one out. And the reason okay. for that is Dr. Falsus has a demon named Mephistopheles, which is where Mephisto is taken from. So they're making yes. a joke back to the whole brand new day or ah, one more, got it. whatever got it, it was. Well, we have someone on the line that isn't the biggest fan of you, our other ASM reviewer. We've got Chi Town. What's going on, sir? Meet Dark, Dark. Paul up there. <laughs> Dark Paul. <laughs> Just had to put it in there, Mark. Just <laughs> there you go, Chi Town. This is this is this is my punishment for being uh, published in the letter sections like nine times and you haven't got there once, isn't it? It's like the isn't glory it? days. Yeah. Oh, oh, I made that winning touchdown back in '82. <laughs> I may have right. scored uh, ten touchdowns at one time. <laughs> All right, let's let's introduce someone else who's bright and cheery. We've got Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Sm- 
smile on my face and a song in my heart. Oh and man. Since I heard Shy Town was gonna be on, I wanted to ask him what he thought of this new, new little nifty little thing I uh picked up the other day, the Cubs, you know, oh. Tigers 1908 World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. <laughs> last time they won a World Series until, <laughs> until, until just six years ago. So uh, yeah, you know, you know. It only took them 108 years just to win another title. Yeah, well, there you go. Some things are worth the wait, I guess. No. Uh, no. Speaking <laughs> of things that are worth the wait, I, I don't know. But she's bright and cheery, and she's the coolest spider punk I know. We've got Sarah. What's going on? Deck down uh, spider punk attire, too. I love it. Yeah, I'm ready. You I'm are. Ready. So I'm is excited. that like a, it's a denim jacket? And he, did you add the... The spikes, the yeah, spikes, the little yeah. studs, yeah. That's awesome. It took me forever to add all those. Oh man, I couldn't bejewel a phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a quote I've never said on the show. Uh, chat is with us. Uh, Sarah's mom is the first one that here. It says hi, Sarah's <laughs> mom's in the house. Uh, literary jokes and the ASM issues are always great. Says Hornacek. Uh, Adams in the house. Oh, shy town. My hero from New York City is what Radiac hmm. says. Uh, New York City, from Chicago, <laughs> not from New York City. I don't I know. Think she, I think what he's referring to is the panel where I spoke up and went against CB yeah. Sobolski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at CTV2. Uh, Adam says, well, at least JR isn't brandishing a Paul poster this time. <laughs> yeah, thank God. No, Paul. Uh, Paul's not in this month's uh, crop of stories. You know, yeah. don't want to don't want to wear the joke out, you know. Uh, Hornacek had. Who had one minute in? How soon the podcast until Shy Town mentions he had a letter published? <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> oh, dang. They're hot tonight, boy. <laughs> That's why they come on the podcast. That's why they come on the podcast. We got Vinkman. I feel Shy Town's pain. We have a super chat from Milo. What's up, man? Sorry, I've been gone for so long. I was moving house, unlike Jay Hart, who lives in his mom's basement. <laughs> So happy to be back. (laughs) Wow. The internet's not nice today. I mean, (laughs) JR, rebuttal? Well, you know, uh, gave five bucks, so don't be. You know, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, how long is uh, you know? I mean, you know, I can, I, I don't have to pay any rent while I live here. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and besides, and besides, at my age, by the way, you know, Sarah, Sarah, how old you say your mom's gonna be? Uh, her birthday is it's gonna be her seventieth birthday. Yeah, well, you know, I'm close. I'm close enough, so you know. I mean, uh, you know, not quite 112, but cl- you know, closer to Sarah's mom's age than uh, some people. So, well, thank you for the super chat and the. Uh, feel free to pay money to insult Jr. We we enjoy this policy here at the crawl space. Uh, Ira says, Jr., I love the odd couple riff. It was funny as hell, and too bad nobody got it. <laughs> but um, thank you, Ira. Thank you, Ira. <laughs> And Adam says it sounds like Milo just made JR's list. I think uh, he, he was already he, on the list, wasn't he? It, no, no, Milo wasn't. Milo wasn't. I mean, you know, I, I, I was about to say age jokes are, yeah. are not new. I mean, if if no. I got if I put everybody on my list who made an age joke, uh, it would be about as big as the brothers Karamazov. So, you know. <laughs> JR. Keep cuts. All right. Um, before we go on, uh, I've got an email that I'd like to read on the air that we got a nice email and I will pop it up here. Uh, it says first, hey, Brett and the crawl space crew. I, I want to please let me send you my thanks for your website. More specifically your podcast. I only have time to listen to two podcasts on a regular basis. 
One is the Rebel Force Radio Star Wars podcast. The other is most definitely yours. Thank you for them. They're all enjoyable. And I love listening to your opinions on the current run of Amazing, most of which I agree with. I just want to drop you a line and offer my opinion. First off, I have to be honest. I don't see the appeal of John Romita Jr.'s artwork. I thought that just was like, I don't see the appeal of Jr. Uh, <laughs> Nobody <laughs> does. Nobody does. It's a, only special people get it. I didn't care for it in the 90s, and I still don't care for it. I have been a Spider-Man fan reading the comics for more than 50 years. I've been collecting off and on since the 70s. I even had a copy of Amazing Fantasy 15 until it was stolen from me. Ooh. I'm still chapped about that, so I try not to think about it. I guess the artwork from my time period, which would have been the 70s and the 80s, is the ones I enjoy the most. These new styles I just can't get into, and for me, that detracts from the story. Since dialogue is so dependent on artwork in a comic book, if it doesn't look good, then it's hard for me to keep up with it. But like I said, just my opinion. The other thing I wanted to mention concerns JR's comments. That comics are geared to our generation. They probably aren't, but I am not sure of that either. My evidence rests on the back page of Marvel Comics. They're always advertising citizen watches. Have you checked the prices of these watches? That 60th anniversary Spider-Man one is over $274. If they aren't gearing the books to please older readers, then who is that advertisement for? Because we are all the only ones who can afford those things. Hey, just wanted to have a little fun and drop you a line, and I greatly appreciate it the opportunity to let you know once again, how much I enjoy your podcast. I will be retiring in about a week. So listening to podcasts on the way to and from work is coming to an end, but I will find a way to keep up just too damn much fun. Thank you again, Rocky. So thank you, Rocky. That is really nice. Yes. Uh, hello to Adrian for us. <laughs> oh, shy town. What's up? That must my be Ben. ben my, my son, Ben wanted to say good night. So say good night right there. Good night. See you, Ben. Sleep good, good night, Ben. Good night. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute, Ben. Your middle name's not Riley, is it? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's not that committed. <laughs> no, it's Uncle Ben and Obi Wan Kenobi. That's his namesake. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Jr. Thoughts on the letter? Uh, I I agree. The the watches on the back of those books those are pretty expensive. They're gearing toward the older customer. Well, yeah, I, I'm not sure what comment he's referring to, but then again, I say so many things I don't remember anymore. Uh, but yeah, that's the, uh, dig uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Someone said that I was old, younger than he was. Yeah. Greg is a St. Louis friend. I've met Greg in person actually. And oh. I think you guys are about the same age actually. Well, I probably look younger though, because, uh, no, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 you don't <laughs> but anyway back anyway. to what he said yeah that is yeah. kind of a dichot you know i mean part of marvel's disingenuousness you know they, yes. they don't like older readers and they keep wanting to reach this new batch of readers but uh all the uh, collectibles these days are you know mm -hmm. pretty well far out of your average uh average kids allowance so right. you know but but then again marvel being a uh you know being a pile of hypocrites is uh is nothing it's just wednesday for them so uh josh nelson says the jr and i are hosting a sermon at the church of paul would anyone <laughs> like to attend uh no <laughs> we have heidi what's up heidi how are you sarah is in spider punk yes sarah is uh, let's wow. Do see. we actually have, we have some estrogen in the, the uh, chat today, we, don't we? We do. Sarah wow. brings it. <laughs> really? She's got this fan. She just like brings this fan base over yep. from somewhere, you know? You do. <laughs> Speaking of my family and friends. <laughs> Speaking of estrogen, we're talking about Gwen Stacy off the top. 
Uh, Sarah's got this one. Take me through ASM. What is it? Uh, uh, 904. Yeah. 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 And, and, ex- and explain who punched her in the face. It That's does look face. like she got punched in the face. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but some of the art lately has been like that. Like I forget what issue it was, but Peter was beaten up pretty badly from. Oh Stone, yeah. And it was just all lumpy. And I didn't, mm, no, no, no. Yeah. Yep. All right, All right, so written uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 10, written by Zeb Wells, art by Nick Dragata, and colors by Marcio Menez. The yep. book opens with Peter listening to reports of a mass hysteria event, and of course, they're referring to Judgment Day. In Judgment Day, people are being judged in the next 24 hours as worthy or not by the Celestials. Peter's on the phone with Iron Man, and Peter asks if these events are even real. Iron Man confirms, and we see Gwen Stacy, but really, a Celestial disguising itself as Gwen, standing in front of Peter judging him mm-hmm. yeah later randy asks peter to help him pick out a tux for the wedding and worried about being judged poorly by gwen he reluctantly agrees as he should keep his promises that he's made randy picks out a tux and peter contemplates what to do with the rest of his day and gwen appears again maybe it's a good idea to see if aunt may is doing well so at aunt may's peter fixes a few things and they discuss the judgment day events we see aunt may has uncle ben judging her and it's a sweet moment as he holds her hand yeah, that was pretty nice. I like that. I loved that panel. Yeah, Do you happen too. to have it? Yeah, I just had it up on the screen. Okay. I, I wasn't uh, it's right there. There it is. Yeah, that it's I almost like he cried has right fall there. leaves coming out of his head. I don't Yeah, think. it does look like that. <laughs> um, so um Peter makes his way to see J. Jonah Jameson and he profusely apologizes for all those nasty, nasty things he said over the years. So apparently J. Jonah Jameson has heard about the 24 hours of judgment as well. Mm-hmm. He apologizes to this about the spider slayers and for Scorpion and all of his wrongs against Spider-Man. We see Gwen again with this same like kind of ex- motion emotionless expression. And Peter tells J. Jonah Jameson that he is a good person, even if he goes about things in the wrong way sometimes. And he always tries to do what's right. Then Gwen smiles. We cut to Spider-Man and Gwen on a rooftop as Spider-Man is hoping that Ben will appear. Spider-Man tells Gwen that he knows that Ben is missing, but hopes that one day they will cross paths again and Peter can help him. Then Spider-Man sees Miles taking down Rocket Racer and Peter tells Miles how proud he is of him and all that he's accomplished. Later, Peter goes to sleep as Gwen is watching. And I keep thinking of how Kane is always watching. I know. I was just going to say a Kane joke. Always like, like, look at Peter's expression when people watch him sleeping. Can you go to sleep with someone <laughs> just standing on over you? That's poor Pete. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. Um, so then the next morning, Peter gets a call from work to come into Oscorp uh, to perform a test that they are doing. Uh, Peter initially tries to back out, but with Gwen watching, he agrees to be there. Peter heads to work and they begin the testing. Norman arrives to see their work and is yelled at to leave by Peter as he sees Gwen's scared reaction to seeing Norman. Yeah. Peter runs yeah, I to would too. He looks like a Telosian. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, deep cut Star Trek reference <laughs> with the giant cranium. That, with the eyebrow. For, for our it's older the viewers, that uh, you're you're referencing the the cage, right, with Pike. That, that's right. But it's okay, not, yeah, it, it should, it's not for our older viewers. Star Trek is timeless. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> Go ahead. Just Sarah. like Jr. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's pretty old. Uh, <laughs> so Gwen runs away and Peter runs to find Gwen and he explains how he's lived his life since Gwen died, why he's teamed up with Norman and how Norman is trying to be a good man. 
Look at Peter that panel. Has... What, wait a minute. Look, look at that panel. What is that? Looks like vermin more than Peter Parker. What is yeah. that? Ooh. Okay. And like the fact that he has the audacity to yell at Norman like that is a little interesting. Like that's your boss, dude. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Um. So Peter um explains to Gwen, you know, why he's teamed up with Norman and all that. And Peter then has been judged worthy and gets to spend a moment with the real Gwen. We cut to Norman who has seen the whole thing and we see a different evil looking Gwen. At least I thought she looked evil standing behind him to be continued. Here, let me find that panel of evil Gwen that you were talking about. Yeah. There's evil Gwen. Yeah. With the red eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I did. Yeah. Oh, look at Norman. Look at that. What in the heck? (laughs) Okay. Uh, So Sarah, what is your grade on this one? My grade is an A. Okay. All right, we got uh, Mark. What's your grade? C plus. All right, Peter. C plus. Jr. A D. A C minus out of me. Uh, Sarah, what's your pros? What do you like about? Um, I I have a few things. Uh, the one of the things I really liked was the scene with J. Jonah Jameson is hilarious. And I don't know if you can pull up the panel, but there's a panel of um, J. Jonah Jameson hugging Peter and Peter like clearly does not want that like at all. It's like this awkward. It. Yeah. It's like this awkward hug. And then you see this look of is, desperation. Is it, is it that? No, no, it's yeah. before. Before. Okay. Yeah. There. Oh yeah. There yeah. You go. Look, he like does not. He's like, no, thank you. <laughs> Dad, don't. <laughs> that's kind of oh, that's what Mark good. does. Uh, that's what Dark Mark does to me when he's, you know, sorry for all the mean things that he says to me. <laughs> the nasty, that. nasty things he said over the years. <laughs> Absolutely. Anything. I, I challenge anybody to pull up anything bad I've ever said about my good buddy Peter. Please, please do. <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> um, I also really liked that scene because we haven't seen J. Jonah Jameson in a while. And like, I miss him as a character. Like he's yeah. one of my favorites. Another thing that I liked um, is that we get, we kind of get a clue to what's happened in these six months that we don't know about. And Peter says that he, I don't know if you can pull up the panel, but he says that he lost a loved one and did what he had to, to get them back. And where does he say that on the bridge or where, where does he say that? Um, it's like right at the end when okay. him and, and Gwen are talking, Let's see. but it's interesting right around here. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, no, it's before this. It's when he's yeah. talking to the Celestial. Like, right. There? Uh, keep going. Okay. Keep going. He helped me, and no, I didn't work out the way I tried, but he tried. Oh, yeah, there. it's I lo- right there. Mm-hmm. I loved a while back. I wanted to do something I could to get her back. Not everyone agreed with my tactics. In fact, no one did. I couldn't find anyone. So he, he, I guess he's referencing Mary Jane. He lost her. Is that's that what, what I'm assuming. That's, that's, and yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Okay. And I don't know if he's like, I lost her as in the sense is he lost the relationship because of something he had to do, or if she mm-hmm. like died or something. I right. I don't know. That's just speculation. Okay. Uh, any other pros that you liked? Uh, yeah. I mean, I could keep going, but we can give other people a chance okay. to absolutely. Uh, who had a higher grade? I think it was Mark. Mark was a C. I think I had C plus P. Yeah. Also. What, what do you like about it? Well, I like how um, 
this is a tie-in, which I don't particularly like tie-ins and crossovers, but I like how it could it he's not a part of the main fight. He's not going to hang out with the Avengers, he's not being pulled out of his book. This is something that's affecting New York, and we get to yeah. see how it just yeah, ends ends up interrupting his life, and we mm-hmm. just keep moving on forward and not having uh, as compared to the last issue where if you didn't know anything about, you know, I didn't know anything about the Hellfire, Hellfire Gala, and I was lost Same. the entire you know, issue. Yeah. But this one, I could follow it just fine. Um, I, I heard from some of the commenters on the front page that it was yeah. not how the Avengers, you know, celestial judgment kind of went along. But since I wasn't reading that, it didn't affect my. Yeah, yeah. It 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 just kind of sucks two crossovers back to back, doesn't it? Yeah. I just that's I, poor timing. But I mean, back in the day, there they didn't do that. I don't think. I mean, you had a Secret Wars two crossover. You had uh, what? I don't know. I just don't. I think it sucks. It's a cash grab. I think. Yeah. Uh, Jr. Pros, what did you like something about it? <sighs> well, not really. The closest yeah. thing I came to a pro was uh, the the scene with Jonah, uh, but yeah. that also was a con as well. Uh, so, um, I really, I, I really did not like this issue at all for several reasons, which we'll get to So, but, right. but no real pros. Peter pros out of you. Um, well, the scene with Jonah was good. I like yeah. that. And we got a little bit uh, more of a clue to what the mystery box is that we've all been waiting to hear that we're not going to really find out the answer until next year. So we'll see. That's really all I got. All right. Pros out of me. I like the uncle Ben and aunt may scene a lot. Um, I did like evil Gwen behind Norman in that scene. I thought that was cool. Sarah cons. What did you not like about it? you? Not much. It doesn't sound like, um, actually can, is it okay if I say uh, one more pro? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I thought I really liked how Peter is kind of, is definitely making himself responsible for Norman Osborne, not turning into the green goblin again. I think Mm -hmm. that that's definitely within character, but of course that's been happening for the last several issues. So I I just really like that aspect. And I seriously, like I felt things in my notes. I have like in caps, I felt things after reading this. um, Cause that, that (laughs) all the emotions. (laughs) Yeah. All the emotions. The Gwen scene just really got to me. And like, normally that kind of stuff doesn't, but Cause it's Gwen yeah. and they've, the, as far as I know, they've never had a moment like that, you know? So I, I really liked that about that. I, I kind of had flashbacks to the clone conspiracy with the, the fake Gwen or the clone Gwen w- couldn't move. And she saw the, the last moments. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I felt like this moment has kind of been done again and again. Well, this moment here kind of undercuts that other moment because this is the real Quinn and she doesn't have any seeming memory of this event that happened with the clone conspiracy. And that was supposed to be her soul. Wasn't it supposed to be Mm -hmm. the real Gwen there? Yeah. I've lost track. The the girl died in the seventies. I mean, why do we keep going back to this? I, I don't, I don't know, but I think one of the things is that when there was doing the flashback, didn't Gwen, Realize that Peter was Spider-Man and she was not happy with it. I think it was a Dan Slott book. That's why probably we don't remember. (laughs) I I don't know. Um, Cons. um, Any other cons, Sarah? Oh yeah. Um, So this is like a little nitpicky, but like, why does Gwen always show up in the clothes that she died in? Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, (laughs) 
even in the movie when she dies, she yeah, shows up in that outfit. I'm like, can we? <laughs> and can the what do they call that? Where you hit, wear it on your head? The band yeah, headband. Yeah, headband. Yeah, always got the headband. Always stuck in the seventies. I mean, we um, didn't mention the art. My God, the art's uh, awful. Yeah, yeah. The art is horrible. Yeah, I, I tell you, the, I don't want to belabor it, but that is one of my big things. But turn to go go to the first page where Randy shows up. Okay. okay. One yeah, just the first panel where we see Randy. I'm getting there. Keep talking and we'll. No, I just, uh, you, you'll be able to get there pretty soon. I don't okay. want to. That one? Yes. Peter's okay. nose. <laughs> I mean. what? It's Bob Hope. That's not Peter Parker. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is he lying or something? Oh, my God. He's like yeah, Pinocchio. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the, it's. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess the well, one editors don't exist anymore. But I get maybe it's like uh, Jim Priest uh, or don't Jim Owsley slash Christopher Priest was saying: if you actually ask an artist to change something, he interprets it as you hate him. Oh, can you tilt your camera down? Oh, okay. Just read those notes privately. Good Lord. <laughs> That's what's called a private chat. <laughs> well, I, 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 I didn't read. I didn't read the one that says uh, you are a what is that? Oh, anyway. Yeah, but, yeah. No, I mean, look at that. Uh, yeah, I could write There's it. nothing private with JR. <laughs> yeah. There, but, you look uh, much better. You're filling your frame. Yeah, very nice. Oh, my God. See, now, see, you made me pull it out. Now, like, it's like, you know, I'm pregnant. You know, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, tilt the Jeez. damn thing up. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I was about to say, man. Anyway. But uh, no, no, I mean, Matt, just the, the art is just dreadful. And it's like, huh? why didn't somebody say at least take an inch off that nose or something? You know, the but, art is by Nick Dragata. And bravo for him for getting on the Amazing Spider-Man book. That must be a big deal for him. Mm -hmm. I just don't think he's ready for the flagship title. Uh, that does not, I mean, art is subjective, but the scene where Spider-Man looks like vermin, uh, let me see if I can find it again. Yeah, it's Some of his good. stuff isn't bad. Uh, the Gwen uh, behind Norman isn't bad, but some of this stuff, there it is. That's not Peter Parker. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, any cons, Mark, what do you got? I didn't like Peter being so whiny. Um, I don't, I don't He's see. He's talking you know, about me, by the way. True. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't He's faced death. He's faced judgment from others before. I don't see him all of a sudden freaking out and being this whiny. I mean, I, I guess we could sit there and say that, the fact that Gwen standing there has really shaken him up a bit, but he's seen Gwen lots of times. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just didn't buy that being uh, an accurate portrayal, of how he would react. Yeah. Uh, the chat is blown up about how they're not digging the art. Um, thanks for the nightmares. <laughs> thanks for the nightmares. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> is the legend. Uh, true. Other cons that we haven't hit up. Um, I feel actually, you know, it's funny. I feel this was actually a missed opportunity because I hate yep. crossover. I mean, I hate these crossovers to be honest, but this one actually had some potential, you mm -hmm. know, but, but one, the Gwen trope has just been done way too many times. It I has, mean, yes, right. he would fit. Peter would feel guilty for the rest of his life about what happened to Gwen, but as a comic book story plot, it is so played out just especially for long. Well, for long timers like us four and Sarah, do you feel it's been played out? I mean, you're, you're a lot younger reader than we are. You think yeah, it's been played out? Yeah, I think it has, but I yeah. enjoy the moments. Yeah. 
I mean, she wears that same damn outfit every time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, and what's, it, it's been worn out. It's got to be worn out by now. Would anybody be able to recognize her without that outfit? I, I don't know. Probably. I mean, I mean, why not? How could you forget her face? You well, know? It, it goes to the, the theory that Peter Parker wears different outfits and we can all recognize it's Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Why yes. could we not recognize that it's Gwen if we in that word balloon say, hey, Gwen? Well, if this is, if, if this is being plucked from Peter's mind, which I'm sure the uh, okay. celestial or whatever is doing mm-hmm. it, Peter will always remember her probably the, the way she last looked. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but it does seem pretty lazy. Um, and another, you know, I just, other cons, it's like, first of all, you know, this was at both Jonah and Norman both have so much to feel like they're being judged for. And the moments were wasted. Jonah, Jonah actually asking Peter for forgiveness, you know, and Peter forgiving him. This, that seems like it could have been done bigger and better somewhere else or some other time. It it almost seemed like a potentially for all the years that Jonah has, has treated not only Peter poorly, but also Spider-Man, you know, for, for, for this, like, to you know, to be handled this way as kind of a throwaway joke, uh, yeah. it just doesn't seem right. And, and second of all, I mean, even though Norman killed Gwen, I mean Norman has killed a lot of people, okay, mm-hmm. but that Gwen is not the person who would be showing up judging Norman. Who would be? Yeah, Harry. Yep, Harry. Yeah. Yeah, it I would agree. have been Harry's. You know, he won because Harry's he's lost Harry twice, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, you know, the first time, obviously, and then the Nick Spencer run, you know, uh, you know, if there's any person whose life he just utterly destroyed, you yeah. know, I mean, he threw Gwen off a bridge, but he he slowly killed Harry for years. Right. You know, it just you know, he 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 just took Harry's self-esteem, uh, you know, his dignity, he, you know, just, uh, you know, he, he failed to be a good, I mean, and, and as a father myself, you know, I mean, it's like the idea that you failed your kids, mm-hmm. you know, that's a bigger just, sin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just, and you know, that just, uh, you know, I, I don't think as a parent, I mean, what, what, what greater guilt could you have? Right. And so, you know, not only was there a, a potential, I mean, if they're going to do a story about guilt and people trying to overcome guilt, it was a wasted opportunity, but then particularly in the case of Norman, it's the wrong person. Right. So uh, yeah, th- this, this just was all very, it but just all was very, didn't you want to see the story that, that of the evil Gwen behind Norman? I wanted to see that after I read mm-hmm. it in here. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. that's the story I'd kind of like to read, but you're not going to read it. You're not. Yeah, you're it's over. Yeah. The damn thing's over. Uh, we yeah. got a funny comment from our buddy, Ryan Reed, another ASM reviewer on our front page at the crawl space. Ryan says, we're watching you on the big screen at our Halloween party and screaming when you showed Peter, uh, that Peter was great. So scream again at your Halloween party. <laughs> this is going to frighten you all right here. There you go. Trick or treat. Give me the candy now. <laughs> there you go. That one's for you, Ryan. So All the right. Celestial, they, they judged Peter and he passed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, he got a thumbs up. Whatever, gave it a whatever he did this month <laughs> couldn't bet that bad. Yeah. Which I think this is why we're gonna really we're 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 not gonna be that satisfied when that mystery is unsolved come next year. We got Milo in the chat going put Gwen in an Adidas jacket. And we've also got Mike in the house. What's up, Mike? Mike! Hello, Mike. finally got here. Thank you. And by the Better way, never. I did. Uh, I basically heard your thing. Um, 
the thing is, since I actually have read the whole crossover that this thing was based upon. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sorry. I won't I won't judge you for judgment day, but go ahead. Yes. Actually, yeah. So <laughs> the thing is, based on how the whole thumbs up and thumbs down thing works, it's it's essentially what it means. It's it's kind of like based on what it is mainly about, it's because the way it kind of works, it's almost like the thing. It's almost like judging them on the courage of is of their the progenitors kind of judging people based on the courage of their convictions. I mean, if they're actually actively trying to try or something like this, basically, or they 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 kind of stand by who they are, then he's oh, then he gives you kind of a thumbs up thing. But if they're kind of like you know oh, kind of like almost like kind of ambivalent thing like this, it's like it gives them a thumbs down. Case in point. He gave Captain America a thumbs down. I was just going to bring that up, yeah. Because he's basically saying, yeah, you just basically, yeah, your whole thing is you basically just, you try to inspire people and you basically fail. And you keep doing the no, same thing didn't. over and over again. So no, that, That's the writer. That's oh, the I know, writer. yeah. If anybody's passing it, it's Cap. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, I know. And he also yeah. gave Doom a thumbs up. Because yeah. Doom's like, to, yeah. To that, I'm I say... Gonna- Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but in this whole issue, it's weird because I'm not sure if you guys talked about it yet. Because the way he is, uh, Wells writes the progenitor, he, the way Peter interacting with the progenitor, he's treating him like this is a ghost of Gwen, which it's not. And he's also kind of this whole thing where, like, oh, I'm, and I, I know you, Dark Mark, Mark basically wrote about this. It's almost like Peter's like trying, like, oh, I'm going to try to put on my best behavior. To try to be nice around this guy, well, but it's like there's no reason to kind of thing. It's almost like it, it's kind of like you know that whole thing where like oh I got a bit like almost it's it's kind of like um you're trying he's trying to basically like oh maybe if I try to be try to play good then I'll be get a better yeah. passing grade sort of thing. Speaking and of I don't grades, know if that's really great on it, Mike. Um, I'm giving this a C minus actually. Yeah. I think it's just Same. I mean. I get what there's going. I mean, it's again, it's kind of tied into, and I get what you know. I kind of think it's, while it's appropriate with it, he's basically it's it's taking the form of Gwen and everything like this, and the, who he's interacting with. It there seem does seem to be things that are kind of missing out of this, like based on like because Peter keeps going like, oh, I got to stop by to all these other folks, and it's just like, well, there's a few folks he's missing. Uh, let's put it that. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that stuff was kind of forced, or was definitely forced. Him like. Like seeing Miles and telling him that, you know, he's proud of him or mm-hmm. going to see Aunt May or J. Jonah Jameson. It, it was all it was all forced. I would like to see more moments like that in the book, though. Not the forced mm-hmm. kind, but like genuine. Yep. Right. Check in with his family. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, all right. Any other thoughts on this one before we move on? All right. It just occurred get- to me. This is the first time we've seen Jonah since the whole rewatch, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yep. Which mm-hmm. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think it's just like, okay. Uh, time to talk hobgoblins. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark, take me through this. The return of the hobgoblin story. ASM 9065. Sorry. I need to get prepared for this one. Ooh, who's opening a beer? What What was that? Oh, a Coke. Okay. <laughs> it's a Coke. This is a, it's a Coke. Screen. Go, Mark. Go, Mark. You're muted, Mark. Mark, you're muted. Wow, Mark. Mark. Hey, Mark. Okay. You're you're muted. You're muted. You can't <laughs> talk, Mark. Here, let me. Un- <laughs> what, what was the that? Button. Can I unmute him? You can't hear yes, you. Yes, you can, Brad. Mark, you have the power. 
I don't. He's so while Mark is uh, muted. <laughs> Chi Town, you're up. Review the damn book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, while Mark uh, tries to adjust, basically two hobgoblins show up, and uh, next thing you know. Um, you oh, know, hell, it now. turns out to be Paul. Paul is the new one. <laughs> he's gone. Wait a minute. JR is gone. He's like, I, <laughs> this I, I say, I say Paul's name and then they both magically disappear. Okay. Mark, you here? There you are. All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. But we killed JR. JR left wow. too. Wow. <laughs> Dude, some professionalism would be nice. Oh, oh there you are. Welcome back, JR. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, the whole thing just, uh, you know, I, know. I maybe uh, Mark had put a curse on it or something, you know, because he I was said the word Paul, and you guys, <laughs> I didn't watch uh, everyone. Paul, you just did it again. You know, I don't, I don't know what happened because my mute thing was not on mute, so I don't know weird. what happened. Uh, there. Ultimate Spider Plush brain. I had uh, blame Shy Town for it. drinking a Coke. Yeah. He says, "Don't do Coke." I had nothing <laughs> to do. <with> it. <laughs> hey, maybe. Yep. All right, take me through that. Uh, 905, please. Okay. All right. So thanks to Dan Slot, we know that Peter and Betty have a, uh, a time tradition of hanging out, watching movies, like what, every Friday night or something. Um, but apparently Peter has fallen off of that in the last six months or so and has not picked it back up since coming back because he has no clue that Betty gave birth to a baby until after the fact. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we see that despite him being a uh, science genius, he has not mastered uh, exactly the age appropriateness of certain science uh, chemistry yeah. kits. But when that, he's off of that, Betty goes and hears a noise in the baby's room, little baby Winston. And she runs in to see the hobgoblin holding the baby with uh-huh. not at all proper neck support. And promising <laughs> you know no, his, uh, his, his elbow is way down. That nurturers. baby's head's just sitting up there like that. Um, but he, he promises not to let them hurt him. But we don't know who them is at the moment. Betty is so stunned that she can only utter one vowel in a prolonged scream. <laughs> <laughs> One Wait, who was was that you, Brad? That was me, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that sound bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free. <laughs> Later sure at Oscorp. Be sure you Norman. E before you yeah, anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> e E E all the way home. Okay. <laughs> Mark is annoyed. No, not annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon he's going to look like that Peter panel of Peter if he keep those jokes up. All right. Oh yeah, here we go. Hornacek <laughs> says he she saw a, a mouse. That's that that equaled the E. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now later at Oscorp, Norman is not at all happy with Kamala and Peter uh, for not having finished working on that engine that they're supposed to be building. That he's paying them quite a lot of money to work on. Um, but they are saved because somebody else comes in uh, and pisses off Norman even more. We're <laughs> not quite sure what it's about. It's something legal. And he rushes off. And Peter sees this, this moment not to actually work on the engine with Kamala, but instead to completely drop his responsibilities for a little love romance. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm surprised Damn. he didn't do Black Cat by uh, Janet Jackson. I think that one would have worked too. No, this song is perfect. I love it. We have sound effects. <laughs> JR, he's bringing the funny. <laughs> okay. So, Did you ask him to, though? No, he just thought it. <laughs> So in an effort to uh, to move on from the woman who has clearly moved on from him, and since Deb Whitman is nowhere to be found, Peter braves the windy rooftop and uh, braves the whipping hair uh, to ask Black Cat out on a date. Hey, girl. <laughs> now, Chi-Town and I have talked about this uh, extensively, and I know he agrees. We have me. not. This scene is... <laughs> remarkably staged and uh, certainly will go down as one of the greatest romance scene of all comic book history. Zeb Wells. Oh, shit. Pays- oh excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Zeb Wells pays homage to the Stan Lee, Steve Ditko era by having Peter react as a high school freshman uh, for asking a girl out for the first time with shaky knees and nauseous feelings. To a maybe, be, I'm sure on everybody's pro list when uh, Brad goes through the pro cons. So I'm, I hate that <laughs> I took it away from you guys by pointing it out like that. But uh, anybody and anybody who read Shy Town's uh, review of this issue knows that he just goes on and on and on, gushing over how well done this was. Oh wow! <laughs> More lies have come to the podcast. <laughs> oh man. Now, to make sure we understand what's happening, Peter once again reinforces that he can now finally start to move on. And I know we are all glad for that to happen. We're sick of this whole Mary Jane and her little children stuff going on. Moving on here. Now, when he returns home, he finds that the debt collector is nowhere in sight. And I know that Hornacek loves the debt collector, but he's going to have to wait until... A, uh, amazing number 14 to find out what happened to him. Uh, By the way, the debt collector is a real life villain. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in our universe. I mean. <laughs> and that just sounds like a villain's name in the Marvel U, doesn't it? The debt collector. <laughs> but if you were waiting for uh, a creepy person like the debt collector to be waiting for Peter when he comes home, you don't have to worry because there is yet another creepy person waiting for Peter. Ned Leeds. Yeah. Why Ned Leeds just sitting in the dark? I don't know. That just seems a bit overkill. But Ned is only slightly judgmental uh, of Peter working for Osborne because he can now use this to his advantage. Yeah. He wants uh, Peter to betray JR's former hero by showing him <laughs> photos of Osborne and Kingsley together. Yeah. Now, what are they doing together? You can't tell from that photo there. Maybe they're uh, plotting Machiavellian deeds. Maybe they're going on a date. Uh, Maybe they're looking for places to open a bakery. I don't know. And Peter doesn't know. So he says no to uh, Ned's proposal. Yeah. And in a rare instance of comic book common sense, Peter, instead of rushing off and just attacking Norman, actually asks him, hey, what's going on with this? (laughs) <laughs> and Norman tells him that uh, in an effort to be a good person, he's handing over all of Kingsley's business holdings that he originally stole completely legally back when he was sinful. Norman. Now, Peter wants to go with Norman because, uh, you know, dealing with Kingsley is going to be dangerous. And so Norman tells him, OK, it's going to be 
Thursday night. You can be there. And just to make sure we know that he is telling the truth and really wants Peter's help, he says it one more time. Don't forget Thursday night. Yeah. But on Wednesday night, the- <laughs> <laughs> things are actually Wednesday. going pretty well until once again we hear Betty screaming. Where's the E? <laughs> but it's not Betty screaming. It's the Hobgoblin. And he blows up the meeting and follows it up with his new catchphrase, Madness Rise, the Night Wind. Just and pause for a second. Look at that panel. Me. That's some art. <laughs> Look at that. I love that. That's classic hobby. I love that. Love it. That's much better art than the last issue. No, yeah, yeah, when I saw the art from that last one, I went mm-hmm. E. Yeah, after the last issue, JRJR's art is looking a lot better. (laughs) But if that wasn't enough to put you in full terror, we get to see somebody has drugged up Betty and is talking to baby Winston. But who could it be? Probably the the person on the cover, on the front cover. Just wild guess. (laughs) I don't mean to insult the baby, but that's an ugly looking baby. And why do they have fuzzy dice from in a car? Above the baby, <laughs> I didn't even notice. Look at the guys. Oh my dice. They're, <laughs> they're feeling lucky. <laughs> you feeling lucky, Winston? Hey, maybe it's lucky. Maybe luck. Maybe maybe uh, maybe the uh, maybe it's maybe this guy's lucky Donovan. He put the dice there. Is lucky. there an air freshener behind <laughs> it? I don't they're just rolling the dice on this parenthood. Who puts fuzzy dice in a crib? You can't afford a mobile? Mobile? Is it mobile? Is that what they call it? No. Nope. Yeah. Like well, he doesn't have a job right now. Mm-hmm. JR says the baby looks like a potato. I, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mark, that was the end of the issue. What is your grade, sir? Um, I think I'd give this a, 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 a I'll say a B plus. All right, JR, it has goblins in it. Uh, no, I know. Actually, I was going to I was going to give it a B originally, but then when we went through the uh went over the Peter Felicia scene again, I said, "Nah, nah, nah," and I dropped it to a C. Oh, okay. Uh Mike. Yeah, I think the first half is is not that great. Back half is better. Average is out probably about maybe about a C for me. Sarah? Well. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Shy town. D plus. Ooh. <laughs> Before I before I uh, give my was that grade. the story or was that the narrator you're giving the D plus? <laughs> Vinkman, this does not look like me. Vinkman, what, what, what in the world? That, Vinkman, if Brad had a list, you just got yourself on. Well, hold on, I don't have a big list. Let me get a post it. Wow, <laughs> Vinkman is our hero cats. for tonight. Oh, Vinkman. Okay, so Brad, uh, can I'm... we just call you Winston from now on? <laughs> and I'm not a potato either, Jr. Um, I'm giving this the highest grade of, of everybody. I'm giving this an A minus. I loved oh, it. Oh, there you go. Okay, loved it. Okay. Absolutely loved it. I want to hear Mark's prose. I don't. Well, but you're bringing in the hobgoblin. <laughs> yes, I like the hobgoblin. I love the hobgoblin, and as drawn by his co-creator, John Romita Jr. Yeah, love oh, it. Yeah. Right. 
yeah. things are things are moving um, in this issue. Um, the whole mystery box thing doesn't really have much to do with this. And so we can just actually have a story and run with it. And I like the tombstone story and I like the vulture story. So I'm Me hoping too. to see the same kind of treatment with the hobgoblin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, some pros. Um, actually, like I said, I did like the, um, I do like the idea that we're actually kind of like, I mean, I mean, like the, uh, Ned's basically incorporation. I mean, uh, the thing is he's coming in and giving like a kind of a weird angle thing like this. Like he's like, kind of like, oh, he's kind of showing like kind of the sort of a little bit of the consequence of a little bit of like Peter working with Norman and how they like, oh, like how that whole, whole that sit up. And so it kind of like puts up Peter in a weird, in that weird awkward position. Like, oh, do I, how much can I actually, you know, how much can I actually trust Norman if he's talking to Kinsley and, and also that whole, um, and we see, and also that whole interaction between Norman and Kinsley too, and everything like this. I mean, it dove, it definitely kind of really brings back a little bit of that kind of that, that sort of that, you know, sort of that original Hobgoblin mystery kind of flavor to it, especially when, when uh, Hobgoblin, uh, whoever he quote is, well, we know who he is next issue, but also bonus points because I think he was quoting, um, what was it? HP. I think he was quoting HP Lovecraft there at the yes. end a little bit. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it was just like, so it's like, Oh, okay. Kind of make, it will make sense later on for, you know, for terms of his identity. But yeah, I do kind of like the idea, like where, where like, the idea, like, especially like, um, the idea of like, you know, Ned basically thinking like, oh, he's now that he's quoted back, like having that kind of that paranoia kind of coming in the mm-hmm. thing, and you're not really sure who to trust kind of thing. I think that's kind of set up a little bit. I like that it's kind of set up a little bit nice for for things to come. So we've uh, got another super chat from Milo. He's got a soccer game in the morning. I'll see you later. Thanks for your amazing reviews. I'm so happy to be back watching live, and have a good night, Milo. Thank you very much, sir. Enjoy the soccer game. I appreciate your support of this crawl space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam says, Phil is warm food. Goblin yep. is probably Phil. Oh, you'll uh, see in a minute. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no. Yeah. And Greg says he's got to go. I'll watch the rest of the show later. Um, okay. Refresh my goblin history, JR. Have yep. these two ever met face to face like this? Oh, Kingsley absolutely. and Norman. When, yeah, when was at it? the gate. Okay, so in the nineties, mm-hmm. those yeah, last I remember time goblins at the gate. Yeah, well, refresh yeah. me what that story was. Well, that was uh, when uh, the you know Norman had a uh, fake goblin going around, which was originally supposed to be Phil Urich, but uh, okay. then uh, it got Is changed. Goblin by, five, to, yeah, got okay. changed by uh, John Byrne and Howard Mackey to just goblin goo or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, that was where Kingsley threatened to expose Osborne. Uh, so Osborne busted him out of jail or actually, mm. you know, Osborne's goblin doppelganger busted him out of jail. Yeah. Uh, and then, and actually that's the story when, uh, Osborne, uh, stole King, uh, Kingsley found out that Osborne had stolen his corporation from under him. Uh, but it's and, been uh, 25 plus years, I think. Well, since yeah, but it's years. just yesterday to us, Brad. In, in the Marvel old universe. fans, you know. Yeah. I mean, we remember. So, yes, Kingley, Kingsley and Osborne have met before. And and it felt good, JR, to see Norman buying out um, Kingsley's business. That I mean, that's something Norman would do. I think that's oh, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. That, that was a big pro for me. Mm-hmm. Um, pros, JR, out of you? Well, I mean, it's good to see it's well, it's good to see Kingsley back and, uh, and, and, and as we see next issue, true to form, uh, also to be honest, I, there were some things about the art I didn't like, but I really like 
the hobgoblin the way it oh, was yeah, man. i don't know it just really seemed like you know in the color too it just seemed like it was really rich i mean it just uh you know, just a really stunning look. Yep. You know, yeah. Look at that. You know, just mm -hmm. uh, really, you know, the glowing red eyes and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's a, he's derivative of the green goblin, but he's his own thing. And this yep. really makes him this really, you know, this is a really good rendition of the hobgoblin. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and so I like that. And Ramita Jr. Hasn't drawn him. He drew a version of him in the nineties during the clone saga, or maybe after the clone saga. But uh, not the classic that he drew in the eighties that he co-created. So it's I we mm -hmm. haven't seen him do this in thirty plus years. Mm -hmm. So that that's a big pro out of me because the hobgoblin is my goblin. I I wasn't in, enjoying it in the seventies or before he died before I was born uh, the first time. So mm -hmm. Kingsley is my goblin. Mm -hmm. uh, pros, Shy Town. What'd you like, man? Well, hobgoblin, of course, and give it up for Zeb Wells. He's the villains are really the really cool thing about this series run so mm -hmm. far. Yep. I oh, really, yeah. I mean, tombstone's just bad. And then you yep. got uh, vulture coming. I mean, I never seen vulture be that fierce before. And now here comes hobgoblin. So it's, it's really cool. And then of course there's Paul. So, and the death collector <laughs> and you know, the, the villains are really, really something to look forward to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sarah, what'd you like about it? What's your pros? This is probably an unpopular opinion, but I really enjoyed the scene with Peter and Felicia. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought it was cute <laughs> that he was nervous to ask her out, even though they've known each other for like so many years. Mm. Um, but if something is not going to happen in his love life, like I'm just sick of him being like, yeah. uh, how do I say it? Like, just he's like being put down and put down and put down and put down. I'd like mm -hmm. something to go right for once. And if it's not going to be MJ, I'd, I'd like it to be Felicia and not some yeah. random whoever, you know, so. Um, I, that's I'm with thing. you. I, I, I liked him asking her out. I thought that was cute also. I yeah. I don't know if he'd kneel over and almost pass out, but. And nearly but, throw up or something. And nearly yeah, throw up. Yeah, yeah. Him <laughs> being like, nervous. Yeah, I have a panic has, attack. Hey, girl, mm -hmm. We haven't gone out since about 86. Uh <laughs> Or what was it? Eighty four. I forget when the last time. Actually, it was technically you could argue with it was even earlier than you know early in that because I mean if you remember the uh, whole recent brand new day thing with their whole like oh, oh we're going to do like their whole we're going to break into the hotel room thing yeah oh, that, that was whole, a hookup that's not that wasn't a date <laughs> true true but <laughs> but uh, yeah anyway I I like that part too Mike pros oh you already mentioned I already mentioned pros. Oh, have I gone around for everybody for pros? Yes, you have. Okay. Um, so who, uh, Mark, your cons, what did you not like? Well, I, I really liked almost everything in this book. Um, I did like the whole uh, rooftop scene with, with Felicia. I liked the hair blowing in his, in yeah, his face. Was he was, she was trying to uh, um, get around that. And I really liked knowing that while, uh, while I was reading it, Chi-Town was uh, a couple of states away <laughs> Uh, you know, having a meltdown uh, and that really raised the whole, you know, enjoyment level of this book for me. My misery will raise any kind of grade Mark has. <laughs> if it's an F book and he sees me freaking out about it, it goes straight to A plus for Mark. Let's just put these two together. JR, you're not going to be able to put me together with him. No, put me up with Sarah. Mike, take my place. No, no, no. You oh. two stay down. The, you, you guys are in the back seat here. Now. <laughs> you, you two are in timeout. 
<laughs> but I, yeah, I do have to say that the whole oh, I'm weak at the knees and I'm feeling nauseous and I'm not going to be able to web home. I, I thought that kind of really killed the whole the whole scene. I thought it was going very well. Um, yeah, even without the shy town element, I thought the scene was going very well until that, and then that's the only real con I have for it. Hornacek yeah. says so. Uh, brainwashed Ned, drug Betty, and left her home alone to sleep with their son. Good thing Winston didn't need anything. <laughs> That's, no, that's I don't good. think he he's it the one. He, it, uh, here's the thing: it I would ar- would argue there that it's not actually Ned did that. Yeah, hint, I, hint, hint, the person who did it is probably on the cover holding the mask. Right, right, right. The, what's her name? The yeah. great the gr- the red goblin. What's her queen, name? Queen the Queen Goblin. goblin. Queen yeah, goblin. You know, yes. It's what that was one of the thing I was going to say. It was a slight con there that they kind of gave a little. They probably gave whatever the cover. They kind of gave away. Probably what's going to be like the big reveal, like not the next coming issue we're going to be reviewing, but an issue after that. Um, and the other thing too is kind of leap on. Um, I'm going to be uh, go on uh, going to uh, Shy Town's corner here, and um, and basically says I kind of thought that the whole thing with Peter and and asking Blackout was kind of lame. I mean, the thing is, in hindsight, you can kind of see that uh, that Wells was kind of trying to, oh, I'm going to try to put these two back together again. Mm-hmm. If you even go back to beyond, he's kind of like was planting those seeds. And so a lot of what was happening here in that scene, I mean, don't get me wrong, by itself, it would be fine. But again, since we don't really know the context of how, you know, why he and MJ aren't together anymore and why he's trying to move on. It doesn't, it seems a little bit forced, especially when you figure, Oh, dark webs coming up. We're going to have another, you know, black cat, Mary Jane series. And you you know that this is going to be the thing that is going to be like, Oh, is Peter, you know, Peter is now going out with black cat and there's a, she's teaming up with MJ. It's like, Oh, awkwardness and all that stuff. Um, I think it's a little bit artificial, um, yeah. the other thing too, I was kind of slightly put off by the whole business with Peter, with Kamala there with the, Oh, I'm not really taking, I'm not taking the heat for whatever it's happening here with that whole engine thing with, with Norman there. I mean, it just seems like, would Peter really do that? Would he really try to like, Oh, pass mm-hmm. the buck or pass the buck on that yeah. scene or really try to like, Oh, it's not really my fault about this whole. Thing. I mean, it's. Well, yeah, he's already passed the celestial judgment. He doesn't need the yeah. anymore. Probably so. Yeah, I mean, it's like, but yeah, it just. I think it's just the beginning part of it. Oh, and the other thing too is, I just find it funny that we already so Betty Brand's already delivered the baby, and when we consider like what happened in, in nine hundred, like oh, she was still visibly sick, visibly pregnant, and everything like this. It was just like, oh. Yeah, good old continuity. time is funky in the Marvel universe. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes, yeah. it was just like hmm. uh, okay. Jr. Cons out of you. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm going to go back to the Peter Felicia scene uh, for 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 various reasons. So one, one again, this moment, this is another moment that wasn't earned because mm-hmm. we don't know exactly what happened between him and Mary Jane. And Thank we you. don't know, we don't know necessarily that him and Mary Jane are through because we don't know Thank what you. we, we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing with like him being weak in the knees and stuff. Now that would, again, that's an unearned moment that would make sense. Like, for example, if you've been out of the game for a long time, even if it is with somebody who you had a relationship with, but if you've been out of the game for a long time, 
it's going to be weird as hell, mm-hmm. uh, whether, you know, you're a widower or widow or whatever. But so, so it, but again, it's not an earned moment. Um, so that's just why it felt so wrong. I don't mind, uh, you know, I, because the, 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 the last panel where Felicia says, really, um, I like that though, because Felicia does love him. I mean, and mm-hmm. for a mo- her guard drops with him. She, he's, yeah. he's the one person that she doesn't have to be the tough girl around. And it just, when he asks her out, it just kind of, she just, it just kind of drops. And she's almost the giddy schoolgirl again, because, you know, for her, uh, you know, for all of her other miscues and misses in life and other, you know, like I said, trying to, uh, uh, well, and being, of course, the uh, crime kingpin there under Dan Slott right. for a while. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but no, it just, it just, it's a shame. It could have been, it could have been a, a, a night, it could have been a really nice, sweet moment, but it's not an earned moment. Again, like mm-hmm. Peter's relationship with Norman, uh, you know, and the whole relationship thing with Mary Jane, none of this is earned because we're playing a stupid ass, you know, mystery, you know, mystery box again, right. you know? So you just feel like, boy, you know, I really should like this. I want to like this, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. Maybe instead of just being weak in the knees, Peter should just go, went, uh, go out with me now. <laughs> <laughs> please girl, please. I said now. All right. Sorry. Here's the weird thing. Also, the thing it just reminded me of that scene that the whole thing with the hair business, like all it's like blowing in Peter's face or anything like this. I was like, is that supposed to be like, I don't know if that was supposed to be what filled funny. Is it supposed to be like some weird kind of foreshadowing? Like, Oh, black cat is still bad luck or something. I don't know, but that I w- didn't quite get what the, what the emphasis on with the whole, like the wind blowing Felicia's hair and Peter in Spidey's face cute. all the time. I thought it was cute. It, yeah, but I don't know. It could be. I mean, I was just maybe I was reading. Too well, they're up on top of rooftops all the time. I mean, that's never been sure. seen before. So I, did. I, I think it was just an artistic choice. I mean, yeah. it could be. Could be. Yeah, but they kind of call attention to it. That's what I mean. It just kind of seems like, okay. Yeah. But, well, any other cons before we move on to the last one we've got tonight? I have a, I have cons. What we got? All right. So basically, I don't want to repeat everything that everyone just said, but Mark did point out that, uh, uh, Spider-Man's all about responsibility, so he's going to leave work early to go get a little booty. I mean, and well, let's look at Felicia. I mean, she's she's she gave him a maybe. I mean, obviously it might happen, but she knows full well that. Um, excuse Spider-Man, me, that was a probably. She gave him a probably. Maybe and then a probably are kind of like the same thing, but. Uh, Hate to tell you, uh, no, but no, um, stop. And then, um, <laughs> I don't Black know. Cat, you know, Black, know. Well, look at Black Cat's life. You think Spider Man's going to prove that? You think Peter's going to prove that? She knows that. She's well aware of that. She's hot. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, here's um, the he left her at four. He left Kamala at four o'clock, but he doesn't meet up with Black Cat until late at night. So, like, why? What are you his manager? To- what are you an Oscorp <laughs> HR? What are you? <laughs> you need to work your whole shift before I, you I, go I, get the cat booty. <laughs> Brad Winston, um, I, uh, I I am displeased with this issue. So, Mark is taking great credit and great pleasure with it. <laughs> All right. Um, on that note from Oscorp HR, um, we, 
<laughs> JR, you ready for the next one? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Here we go. We got a good looking cover on the front. ASM uh, 906, right? Look mm -hmm. at that. That's pretty. Wells and Ramita Jr. again. JR, take me through it. All right. Please. The story opens at the Oscorp warehouse in Red Hook. Police and ambulance are on the scene of a brutal attack by the Hobgoblin, as we saw last issue. The police come across the bloodied form of our former hero, who was our hero, but is no longer our hero because he was replaced by Paul, uh, Norman <laughs> Osborne, who's warning them about the other guy, you know, the... You know, the dangerous Roderick Kingsley, who burst from the rubble and escapes with his henchmen while Norman is loaded into the ambulance with multiple burns and lacerations. The ambulance, the, uh, the, the orderly tries to treat Norman with morphine, but he says, no need. I've got power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the goblin. <laughs> is this asm the musical that's well that was an actual of there guys of the of turn off I the dark i spent <laughs> many many years as a fundamentalist baptist and there was a song called the power of the blood there was power power wonder working power in the blood of the lamb oh, yeah so yeah okay. oh my god anyway so there's power power wonder working power in the precious <laughs> blood of the goblin all right go, they give go, it to go. him anyway because it's protocol and norman of course always follows the rules and doesn't want to get anybody in trouble. So he tells them to wake me up after you go, go to the hospital. <laughs> Don't leave me here laying like a bozo. Wake me up. <laughs> Mark literally walked out of the theater. <laughs> JR is bringing the wham. <laughs> JR, turn off the dark, says Adam. Please. Uh, Goblin's so, going to hell. And I like the Spider Man radio show we're presenting, says Plushy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder how this is going over the Halloween party where it's all on the big screen, you know? Oh, I mean, no. Yeah. Very good. Just keep here, singing. Here, hold on. Let me scare him again. All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now you're scaring me. Good God. Oh, my. Don't do that to me again. Oh, jeez. Right. No problem. It, it, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like it, it's like I begin to th feel like a vampire who can't stand his own reflect, who can't oh. you know stand the look in the mirror or whatever. Hornacek uh, says there's going to be a soundtrack to this podcast episode yeah. of it. Yeah. So JR uncut. Anyway, Peter goes to Norman, visit Norman in the hospital, and he says, "Wow, this brings back memories of Amazing Spider-Man number forty when I dragged you to the hospital after frying your ass. Boy, <laughs> you look like shit." Although, admittedly, not as bad as you looked two issues ago. I'm invoking you know? the George. You're making crap up. Yeah. <laughs> and then Norman says, speak for yourself. You didn't so look so hot uh, in that uh, uh, two issues ago, particularly in that panel where you yelled at me. Um, <laughs> and so Peter goes, fair enough. But how come you let Kingsley beat the crap out of you? You don't want me to have to put a skirt on you now, do you? And, uh, you know, Norman goes... <laughs> It wasn't Kingsley. For, for the deep cuts, Kingsley is a fashion designer who wears an ascot. Yes. yes. Okay, got it. 
Got the joke. I'm explaining your jokes now, Jr. Go yeah. ahead. Well, actually, this was <laughs> no. This this wasn't actually that kind of joke. It was just that Norman let him get self get beat up or whatever. So like you know, yeah. are you a, you know a girl? You know, so no, there was no no sexual connotations or whatever. You know, it's like put a skirt on him. You know, uh, whatever. Sarah, like, should you you insult him or should I? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway. JR, Brad, Brittany you got this. Sent you up oh, with I got this. Okay. Here, uh, hold on. Okay, I'm going to do it one more time. We've got uh, JR jump scare. Three, two, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's for the insulting the half of the population with the skirt joke. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, anyway, so Norman says it wasn't Kingsley, it was another hobgoblin. But no, Peter, I am now a man of peace, just like Worf in that stupid ass Picard season three <laughs> trailer. <laughs> We're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> I forswore violence because I don't want to be putting on that green and purple outfit again. And I, because I didn't realize how it made me look fat. Well, <laughs> Peter still does not trust Norman and he makes it it abundantly clear as he decides that with a second hobgoblin running around, it's time to pay a visit to the comeback from the dead. And this time he isn't a clone that that idiot Ben 28, who's now chasm, another lame ass spider knockoff grew in a test tube. Ned leads, nor is he that little fat, MF from the uh, last three Spider-Man movies. Uh, I remember, you know, it's like I go into the toy store, I go into Target or whatever, and I see a Tom Holland, Peter and Ned Leeds. And so I text Spencer and I said, I said, I can't believe this. Still no Green Goblin from the movie, but, you know, we have yet another toy of this asshat. You know, (laughs) honest to God, why? You know, anyway. So, oh, look, it's a Wakanda Forever t-shirt ad. Wakanda. I can't <laughs> part wait to of see it, it. Part of me, you know, thinks, oh, okay, yeah, you know, there's a movie coming out. Maybe I should go see it. But then I was reminded of a certain TikToker who remember here we go white on, people on. shouldn't see the new Black Panther movie. What? <laughs> you don't remember that? You don't know this? What in no, the world, JR? JR? You haven't seen this. You on TikTok. What kind of TikTok are you on? You are exactly. on the, the right-wing TikTok. Wait, 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 wait. What are you doing? I, I am a man of culture. I am a man of expanded horizon. <laughs> I surf the web of all social media. Oh, you God. Know, JR I, has a TikTok account. Please say it, yes. It, uh, no, he doesn't, actually. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a fairly well-known <laughs> story, actually. A social media influencer with hundreds of thousands of followers has a message for white people. Don't go see Black Panther Wakanda oh forever God. on opening weekend. Instead, white people should purchase tickets. <laughs> <laughs> white people should purchase tickets to the new movie and give them to black families. Uh and then they, they and then they, they should are. sit around the theater and guard it so people can watch it in peace. I I am not made. No, th- this is not shit that's made up. This is not made up. Go, look it up you, yourself. Why is boys. this in the middle of my Spider-Man review? What are you talking about? Because, because, the ad that was in because the comic there was too. an ad for Wakanda what? Forever. <laughs> Go to Betty talking to Pete. Come on. 
Lord God, have Brian, mercy. You, know, you just, just did a 10 minute bit on TikTok and white people. And, <laughs> and what God, I am, you know what, Yikes. boys and girls, those of you, I, I am bringing you enlightenment, you know, <laughs> and you will thank me later. Now, look it up, Google it up yourself. Like he is not thanking you now, dude. <laughs> we do right. not want a JR TikTok dance challenge. Yes, Please. we do. Yes, we do. I yes, swear, do. Mark and I will will ban ASM reviews just oh. to review that. <laughs> we will review take a Dark Mark's TikTok uh, dance. Even challenge. Legend is like Wakanda. This is a Spider Man show. What do you? <laughs> it was. It, it was. It, it was an ad. It was an ad. But anyway, so Peter, go, let's go back to this boring story, okay? <laughs> Peter yes, goes. Do. Peter goes to see Betty. Hey, Betty, want to hang out and see a movie? You know, <laughs> and uh, even though really? I was in a committed relationship and you were, a, you, and, and you were a grieving widow, we still went to, we, uh, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> Betty goes, Oh, Peter, you know, uh, I, you, Ned's not here because he's out working on this story, this whole Kingsley Osborne story, but, but he's, he's getting more paranoid. He says that Norman is watching us just like Kane used to watch you. And he's, uh, you know, and then, and now he wants the baby because of the goblin formula in his blood. And, and also he's, he's wearing it again, he's wearing it, <laughs> you know, well, I guess we're not talking about a thong. Are we Betty? Oh okay. So I need wow. you to tell me exactly <laughs> where he is. Sarah, I'm so sorry. I, I did not need that image. <laughs> I, I just had. I had the MCU net in a thong in my brain. Oh, God. My God, Jay, are you evil? <laughs> He's the so, man in the chair wearing a thong is what so he anyway. Is. So anyway, next panel is Spider-Man on a glider. Yes. Okay, hold on. All Let right. me full screen you. There you go. Yeah, Spider-Man on a glider. <laughs> okay. So, and then he goes to, uh, you know, and then he goes to an abandoned building and he sees Ned. And Ned says, oh, Spider-Man, it's good to see you again, you know, and, uh, oh, you know, Norman wants my baby. And uh, uh, how do I know that? How do I know that? Because I've been wearing that crazy little metal hat again. And, you know, Spider-Man sees the yeah, head contraption. What is contraption. that thing called? Yeah. What, hang, on, hang on. We're, we're about to remind you, Brad. Okay. All right. It. So Peter, go, Peter goes, holy 1960s plot devices. It's the <laughs> Winkler device, which was first used on Captain George Stacy back in the late Amazing Spider-Man number 50s first volume. All right. Yeah. And then used on you by Roderick Kingsley when he wanted everybody to think you were the Hobgoblin. And now it's making you think you're the Hobgoblin again. And Ned goes. But if I'm the cob goblin, then who's he? All right. Who's he? <laughs> All right. There's a hobgoblin. And then the hobgoblin, you know, he, there's Spider-Man. Okay. For our awful listeners, JR is doing a, a robot uh, chicken impression of Spider-Man yeah. and the He's hobgoblin. He's got two action figures on gliders just buzzing around his webcam. Mm -hmm. so anyway and then he says well you know you ned is my pet you know and so then there of course this this particular goblin is really offended at uh you know spider-man being on a glider himself you know it's like oh oh wait a minute you, you why are you on that glider you know because i it's a proprietary device you know and you know and anyway so 
Anyway, so, so, you know, they fight or whatever. And then Norman's like, you know, laying in the hospital and his assistant, you know, brings him uh, his laptop. So he starts working on it, you know, and, you know, he starts looking at that new variation of the spider suit, which we all know is going to be. Let's take a look at some of these pictures of the, look at this art. This art, man. Look at this. Yeah. So it's awesome. really good art. Yeah, in so fact, let's awesome. let's see it in three D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, oh, the Doctor Tongue, a three D effect. Dark Mark is bowing to the webcam next to him. Okay. So anyway, so anyway, so Norman logs in and watches watches the fight, you know, and and the Hobgoblin review. Yeah, and then you know, well, Spider and actually Spider Man's making pretty pretty, you know taking the hobgoblin down pretty handily, which he should, you know, breaks his nose once and then breaks it again. <laughs> that was kind of fun. You know, and he takes his mask off and he's surprised. Real, real, real quick, JR, I've got this picture. Can you imagine a real life Norman watching you on the stream right now? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> like he's on his webcam. Just tip, 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 tip. who's this weird guy. All right. I interrupted it. It, it, it did not work. Go ahead. Go back to your toys. Right. Well, <laughs> Jeez. And then, you know, and then, you know, Spider-Man's, oh, my spider senses, you know, tingling or whatever. And then there's a, an um, on an, an Ahmadnadapia crack. <laughs> help, uh, help him out, Mark. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I got the crack. I got the crack. Hold on. Oh, that sounds bad. Hold on. Where's my crack? Oh, wow. <laughs> Where's my crack? Where's the crack? I don't want to see it. Don't say it. I don't want to see it. There's my crack. I have crack. That's a crunch. Crunch. Ooh, yeah. Well, it's there's no you though, so it's uh crunch. 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 Like a broken nose. Yeah. There you go. So okay. you know, like 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 for example, Spider-Man, you know, he's doing this and he goes whack crunch. Uh so anyway, anyway. So. I really think that should be a Patreon exclusive show. Yeah, mm. JR plays with toys. <laughs> Please pay ten bucks. Twenty bucks, he'll not do it. okay but anyway you guy i tell you you tell you anyway so spider-man then now you know the last page which is actually a cool cliffhanger i mean this is really good Mm -hmm. this is a really cool cliffhanger facing not only one hobgoblin but two because kingsley is saying that you know kingsley is saying that you should have looked closer at ned because i put him under the winkler device again and now you thought one hobgoblin was goblin was bad Ned Leeds makes two and I can't have okay. two hobgoblins because I didn't take the new one out of the box yet. The new one, the new one that just came out with this latest line is still men in box. So I couldn't take him out, but this one mm-hmm. is an older one. So I can take him out of the box. Okay. So. Got it. Okay. Uh, any other toys that you want to play with uh, for this <laughs> review? This uh, good. You can uh, bring out a lizard or, or venom or. Well, not, not, not with an easy reach. Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you love this issue. I can tell by how you flew your glider toys that uh, wow. you have to give this an A. I, I, no, I, I gave it a B plus. I gave oh, it a B plus. Oh, come on. Just because I said that. Okay. We have a B plus out of the reviewer. Mark, what do you got? A minus. Yeah. Peter. Uh, a minus. Yep. Mike. Uh, I'm going to give it a B plus. I mean, Sarah, it's close to an A minus. Very yeah. A minus as well. I'll give it a f- flat out A. I liked it a lot. Okay. JR, mm-hmm. give me some pros. What'd you love about this? Well, it, it's just um, you know, we're 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 in a it, it's a story where 
where we don't have all the answers yet as to who all the players are and what they're doing and everything like that. But it's not a stupid mystery box story. It's yep. a mm-hmm. nice, tight little, ooh, what's going on? Who's this? Who's that? Or whatever. But we don't feel like we're being jerked around. We feel like we're going to find out, you know? Yep. So, you know, and, and plus, I mean, come on, you know, a, a, a goblin makes a story. Yeah. You know, the hobgoblins has always been a good villain and uh, it's always good to see him, particularly when he's rendered uh, as well as he's off been the in mask and it. Yep. It's who you thought it was. It's Kingsley. Yeah. yeah. I thought mm-hmm. that was awesome. You know, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, and, and I hope that they're done with the Kings, the, the hobgoblin fake outs really. I mean, other than what's mm-hmm. going on with this story, but uh, you know, the, 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 somebody else being the hobgoblin is, is that, that trope's getting old too. But anyway, so, I mean, you know, you just had, you know, solid superhero, supervillain action, the, you know, a little more movement on the, you know, you see the, the gold goblin suit that Norman is going to eventually start wearing. So you've got some foreshadowing there. Um, you know, it, it was, it was just, it was a fairly enjoyable issue, you yeah. know? All right. Other pros, Sarah, what do you got? What'd you like about it? I really loved the scene where, um, Spider-Man shows up on the glider and Hobgoblin is like, are you, is this a joke? Like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. I laughed so reader. hard yeah. at that moment. Um, I really yeah. enjoyed that. I did. Oh yeah. Here I've got it. It's right here. Is this a joke? Clearly not. Thanks, Bug. I, it's also <laughs> yeah. ironic that Kinsley's telling us saying that, considering how Kinsley's a guy who's basically made his whole career out of ripping off the Hobgoblin. Now he feels yeah. like, oh, now Spider-Man's ripping off me, kind of thing. Right. So I just Check like this yeah. face plant he did right in his glider. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> still learning how to fly this thing. Mm-hmm. Wow, ouch! Fatal fall ameliorated. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. I also like. The, I actually like the twist on the in the end of this thing. I mean. Mm-hmm. Granted, yeah, it's it's pretty basic and everything. I mean, it's like it's not very. I mean, but the way it came about was clever. I mean, the idea that you know, oh, Kinsley is using Ned at Ned leads as a patsy again, and in a way, if you think about it, it's it's kind of funny made in context. It's just kind of one of these things. When after I re- read this issue, I started thinking back to all the other Hobgoblin things, and I kind of realized, oh wait, Kinsley's whole mo is all about his whole thing was what big kind of the key he loves using doubles he loves using patsies he himself is a double if you think about it he's a twin and he used his own twin as a double so this idea i would really like i think it would be cool if like in the next issue he kind of thinks like hey ever since daniel died because you know they like he he felt like oh trying to get ned this kind of like a surrogate or something like that like a certain like basically the hobgoblin felt like he always had to be like a two two person act with Kent with, you know, Roderick and Daniel kind of working together. That's kind of how the original Hobgoblin mystery was initially enacted because, but using this as a means of like, instead of having uh, Kinsley be in two bases, once having the Hobgoblin be there. If you, you see what, I, what I'm getting at is yeah. this idea of trying to, you know, so the, I like the idea that him, it's kind of calling back to those kind of that theme about, you know, the Kinsley likes to use dupes and doubles and everything like this to kind of enact his plans and stuff. So I like, yeah. And so the way this twist was executed, I thought was very well done. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Peter, what's some pros out of you? Our <coughs> very own uh, Bruce, the spider collector, yeah. got his letter published in the letter section. He mm-hmm. did. That's, that's a pro. Um, I thought that was nice. This, we have a lot of crawl spacers in the letters pages. It's awesome. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, here it is right here. Bruce, who does our Spidey stash and. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. had it right back here. So that's really cool. Congrats to Bruce. 
And see, from, Mark, uh, I'm not the only yeah. one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm never... always excited when a fellow crawl spacer makes it into the letters pages. I was super excited when Javi made it a couple of issues ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy oh boy okay back to the issue yeah what'd you Anyways, like um <laughs> uh i really like that this was kind of like a breather from the mystery box um it's still very mm-hmm. much a part of this run but it's a breather away and uh seeing two hop goblins of course is always yep. good i don't like the fact that like peter thinks that well, that that's a that's more of a con. So we'll get we'll get into right. more of that later. Uh, have we hit everybody? Uh, Jr. Did I hit mm-hmm. you up? Sarah, okay, you hit. Sarah, did yeah. I get your pros? Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Is that a joke? Thing? Mark, you, oh, Mark, it was the one. Mark, yeah. you're up next. Sorry, I got to lose track sometime. I'm getting old. <laughs> well, I, I obviously love the um, uh, the whole hobgoblin stuff that everybody already mentioned, but I also am liking this. Uh, this this Norman trying to be the sinless you know good guy trying to stay cleansed because we keep seeing little clips every now and then of him being like mean or angry this he's still Norman it's still trying to come out but this scene you have right here he's not yeah. supposed to be monitoring Peter while he's in Spider Man costume which is why he couldn't help Peter against the um, the vulture yeah. but here he is he's got the suit you know, monitor. So uh, I'm, I'm trying what to keep think my, it, is he, is he faking? Is he faking being nice? Well, or do you I, think, I don't nice? think so, but there's a part of me that thinks yeah. that he is faking it because he was doing yeah, that back when um, our, our Nick Spencer arc was coming to a close. He kept acting mm-hmm. one way, the full one group and acting another way to full another group. And so I'm wondering if, he's still doing that or if maybe there's another personality if he's going um moon knight mm. on this here he's got another personality oh, the green goblin oh, personality is go. coming out That's good and so what personality what personality would that be that would be totally well there's evil and and not so evil <laughs> what is yeah. there what would another personality be Storm and Norman, I guess. I don't know. JR, what would the next version of Norman? What would the oh, the JR version? What you think? Do you think he's faking it, JR? Do you think he's uh, well, you know, I was one. Well, boy, I hope so. (laughs) But uh, the uh, the thing with the monitoring, though, I kind of wondered about that because he's not supposed to monitor Peter, but he he does follow the what's happening with the costume because isn't like. In uh, the the new slot <laughs> oh boy, uh, story that he started out, like where Moreland's beating the crap out of Peter, and the the, the suit yeah. is being compromised, and Norman keeps asking Peter what's going on, what's going on. So yeah, I don't know if like is he monitoring Peter or is he just tracking the condition of the suit or or what? So uh, I'm a little I kind of confused what's going on there. Yeah. So go ahead, Mark. Any other? Uh- no, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm liking how some of these mysteries are playing out. Um, the whole mystery box is so far away from us 
that it's not enjoyable trying to figure out what happened six months ago. But all these little things with Norman and Hobgoblins, they're um, they're coming at us fast, and and we have like a you know a couple of weeks to think about it, and then they give us you know a bit bigger piece of the pie, or even go ahead and wrap it up and move on to the next story. And I like the quick pacing like that. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I like your theory about Moon Knight. He's getting a third personality. That that would that would that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, oh, nice Moon Knight. Um, just yeah, to kind of, my, I was just going to say I was I was thinking about because I was going to use this as a nitpick because if we think back to how Norman got cleansed and the whole thing, not only did there's a sense removed, his powers are also gone. Yeah, I remember that whole thing with the gone, are they? This, cause that's what I'm taking at. Because with the whole thing with the Sin Eater, with that whole magic shotgun thing that he has, it not only took away their sins, it took away their powers. So is Did that it? why he's so beat up? But no, but now I'm getting, what I'm getting at is if Norman here, it seems like he still has kind of goblin-esque kind of abilities here. Yeah. So if they're kind of coming back, and now he's also doing like stuff with the suit thing, right? Again? Maybe there is something to that dark Mark's theory about he's developing a third personality, maybe to compensate for the fact that the green goblin is gone. And this is like, Oh, it's starting to be some form of a new form of it is starting to resurface again. Right. You see, cause even with his sins are gone, it's like the person who Norman is, hasn't really gone away in a sense. I'm wondering if that's what they're kind of, what this is kind of getting. If you at. can't like, kill evil like Michael Myers. Yes, exactly. You can't <laughs> like, just, um, it, yeah, it's like it's it's not something you can just like magically just turn off. It's something yeah. that's ingrained within him, and it's starting right. to just kind of starting to bubble back up to the surface again. Because remember, he's going to drink another potion, right, Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's how I got his powers in the first place. Right, and remember, he even said like, if I start, if one of the reasons like he just claimed like he didn't want to help Peter earlier, he says because if I put that anything goblin thing back on again, I'm going to be lost. But what's he doing? He's redesigning a goblin a kind of goblin-esque costume again yeah so yeah. it's starting to kind of leak back to the surface again but he's trying to do like play both sides maybe i can try maybe but try to be like make amends but it's still that piece of yeah. him is still kind of ingrained it's starting to come out i think right. and judging by the artwork on that first review issue that mm -hmm. we reviewed i mean you really saw mm -hmm. it like he looks oh evil. yeah oh yeah ah! Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing with a green face like you couldn't have set that up better, Peter. I had yeah. it ready to go and <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just <laughs> like just logic to me, I'll hit it. All right. But yeah, I think Mark, you're kind of onto something. Maybe this is a this is something coming out of him now. This is a third a um a different kind of gulp. Basically, his his old self is starting to reemerge and he's yeah, and even if it's not the way it's being written, we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's yeah. what makes this enjoyable. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that <laughs> I mean, come on. Look at that. It looks thing. almost like the clown from it. I know. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, on yeah. that note, let's do some final thoughts. Uh, let's see. Let's start with Peter. Uh, Mike, don't uh, amp up Mark's ego too much. He, he, he yeah, okay, okay. Well, hey, I gave I was back in your quarter once with the what the, with the <laughs> okay. So you're balancing out. All right. So, um, I took my kids trick or treating in the south, uh, like in the suburban area, mm 
Okay. And I was dressed up as Spider-Man. And right. I did see another adult dressed up in Spider-Man Infinity War from the MCU. Yep. That's and uh, you guys, you guys will be very happy to hear that. Um, you know, I was being cool. I'm like, hey, Spidey, hey, Spidey. And then uh, they looked at me and go, oh, it's the real Spider-Man. All and right. Then I turned around <laughs> yeah. And went, hey, what am I, chopped liver? And these bunch of teenagers go, yeah, you're kind of more like Iron Man Jr. I, I was oh. ready to do a flip. I was, nice. uh, I was so happy. That's awesome. So there nice. is hope. There is hope for Spider-Man fans out there. <laughs> the hope. Should I tell, Peter, let me ask you a question. Did they do the yes. finger point? Oh, of course. <laughs> <he did. laughs> okay. Uh, Mark, final thoughts, sir. Uh, well, where's that mute button? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I have nothing. I have nothing. My final thought is I, I have been wishing that we would have an Ozcorn commercial again. It's been so long. Oh, yeah, JR. Not tonight. <laughs> it's like Mark was setting you up, and you're just like, he's got to no. go to bed in five minutes now. <laughs> you know? You gotta no, go I, I would have to. Uh, no, I. It's. It's been. I'd a have minute. to think, think of something. I. I'm not that quick on my feet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jr. Final thoughts before you pass out and go oh. play with your toys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this is the. I think this is. You know, I. I. I really wish we still didn't have the whole stupid mystery box uh, hanging over us because I actually kind of yeah. like these couple issues and I do too. and where some things seem to be going. Yep. Uh, you know, and uh, but uh, I don't know. I guess the the fear that it's going to go into the crapper is always around the corner. But uh, but I actually like that. You know, you always asked me to inspire history. Was this a good month? Uh, this was, was other than the first story. This was a fairly good month. Yeah, yeah, I think mm -hmm. so too. Uh, Mike, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it with the with the as long as Wells kind of sticks to basically not going into mystery backstory and starts you know writing more about villains, things it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, that seems to be a that seems to be his pattern type of thing. I mean, it seems mm -hmm. like that's kind of like maybe his kind of it seems like his wheelhouse thing. Like when he ever did go into if he keeps it, it, I mean, if he keeps it more like about centered on that kind of stuff until like oh what happened six months ago is was this you know all that stuff. Every it seems to be fine. It just, but yeah, that's what's the main thing. Just kind of weighing everything yep. down at this point. Um, although, and even if we get, even though we kind of slightly got a hint of what's going on at in that whole Judgment Day tie-in thing, it's mm -hmm. still, yeah, not enough kind yep. of thing. And yeah, but is it hopefully? But then, here's the, and also I do have to find one other thing. I do find it funny that the that the debt collector is now basically built up as a big mystery now. <laughs> I just it's like, oh, here's it's like, oh, uh, we were supposed to care about this guy. Okay, I well, guess you we know, are now you know how you defeat the debt collector, you pay him. That's how. You, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just, well, that's, that's a, just kryptonite. Hey, there's cash. Apparently, maybe, that, maybe, apparently maybe that didn't work. We know that the debt collector was paid off by Paul, and we were like, yeah, well, what that happened did not to the work. Debt collector? Maybe Paul's in on the whole dark web thing. Ooh. You know he is. He's the, he's oh, the third hobgoblin. He's the third. <laughs> you know how happy Shytown would be if uh, Paul is evil. I, I guarantee you, Mark. Dark Mark's grades are going to go down when I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a final thought out of Sarah. Go ahead. 
I, uh, although I'm, I'm not happy with how the six month thing has been handled. I really do like the direction that Zeb Wells is going and I'm excited to see what happens with the hobgoblin and whatever villains he decides to pull out of the hat. Uh, Also, I want to congratulate Sarah. She has been officially, if you go to the staff page, uh, we just put a bio up here for her. She's an admin. So there she is in her spider punk costume. So thank you. Thank you. That was nice. Isn't that nice? And really cool. Thank you. Here is the admin page. You put it, got a new picture of Shy Town and his wife right here. Yeah, I do. Look at that. So that's all of our admins. And look at JR. He would not give me a picture, so we had to screen cap <laughs> an image from the podcast, and I put a little Alex Ross face over him for his picture. Well done. So, there we go. There That's, we go. Uh, also, if you want to... Are you choking Spider-Man there? Do you have him in a chokehold? Is that... Well, you know, you get, he's my buddy. What's up, dude? Is, is that <laughs> Brad or is that Winston? That's, That's uh, Winston. <laughs> <laughs> I changed that name Smirk. there. You jerk, you potato head. All right. Um, if you want to stick around, we've got another show coming up. Uh, Sarah and Mike uh, and I and Kelly and Neil and Tyler will be on Patreon exclusively reviewing all the books JR refuses to buy. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, some Iron Cat. We're going to talk about Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number one by slot. JR's favorite. Uh, Edge of Spider-Verse. We've got uh, Fortnite. Kelly is anxious to talk about that one. Uh, Venom fights Thor for two issues. We've got some Carnage, some Savage Avengers with Flash Thompson as anti-Venom. No, wait a minute. Is that his name? The White Venom. Is it? It's anti-Venom. Yeah, anti-Venom. Yes, anti-Venom, yeah. Really, then we yeah. get regular Venom and then uh, some Transformer mech strike stuff. And... Um, Craven the Hunter takes on Wolverine and Omega Red in X-Force. He's in the Savage Land taking on the X-Men. So we will review all those. JR, what book are you tackling on that show? Uh, well, I don't know. Give me the uh, the uh, the uh, 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 Spider-Man who's handicapped uh, and the story, uh, you know, centers around uh, uh, space uh, buildings not having to. Uh, you know, not following the American with Disabilities Act, even though. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, come on! The Spider Verse. See with the uh, the one with uh, the Spider Pig there. You know. Oh, I haven't well, read that one yet. Yeah, okay. one of the little stories is about a handicapped female Spider Man, and okay. of course, none of the buildings she goes into uh, are handicapped accessible, which would be a clear violation of the American with Disabilities Act. Well, that's and, on his cons. You're hearing it free right now. Yeah, JR yeah, is it reviewing just, it's just, the books okay, early. You know, are, are, it's like, okay, are we like just making this up because, you know, we want to make a point whether or not it has anything to do with reality whatsoever. And right. don't get me started on the other Spider-Verse story with the uh, Spider-Man fashion designer. You'd probably get, you'd probably ban me for that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Says the man we, that makes things up. Hornacek says, bring back the debt collector. Uh, congrats, Sarah, on being an admin. Congrats, Heidi says. Uh, let's see. Winston Zedmore is his middle name. Winston Zedmore leads. That's a Ghostbuster <laughs> reference. Nice. Uh, Legends broke. You got no Patreon money. All right. Slot screwing Miles. Not that I know of. He's not writing Miles. Uh, dude, imagine that. Nope comic called The Evil Spider-Man Number One. It's just All right. It has been a pleasure.
All right, that's a wrap on that episode. Before we go, I want to remind you about patreon.com slash crawlspace. One of the perks that you get is your name right at the end of the episode. Also, you get your name in front of our video live streams, so you get shout-outs there at the front and the back. So here we go. This is the list of people that I really appreciate, and it's Thanksgiving, so I'm thankful for each and every one of you. And if you'd like to sign up, go to patreon.com slash crawlspace. So a big thank you goes out to Gene, Ghost Spider 2018, JR, and Robert Scott Venkman, Beautiful Vosh, Adam, Brian, Cyberweasel, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, Jacob, James, Jesse, John Bob, John P, Josh, Kelly, Laura, Matthew, Matthew Kyle, Matthew Roberts, Noah, Ryan, Sarah, Scott, Ferguson, Scott, M, Will, hashtag something good for you, AJ, Andrew, Dowd, that boy, Donnie, Hafskimo, I'ma skip this one. Ira, J, JB, Jared, John M, Curtis, Milo17, Mitzi86, Patrick, Ryan, Sailor Sega, Steven, Stewart, and Symbiobro, and also Toby Z. Again, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Uh, it's not cheap to host a podcast and also a popular website, so every little bit helps, and you, I think you also get a nice return for your money. And also some nice swag and perks by signing up at patreon.com slash crawlspace. All right, we will be back next time, gang. 